Welcome to Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. Today we're doing podcast number 191, and it's entitled, How to Build Your Faith. I'm just curious how many people are out there and wish that you had stronger faith or greater faith, or you had more confidence in your trust in God and your understanding of how to increase your faith. I'm sure there's a lot of us who've gone through those questions and thoughts in our minds. So I believe this podcast today will be a blessing to you because we're going to talk about how we can increase our faith and how we can build it and make it stronger. And I believe God wants us to happen in our life because he's given us a measure of faith. He's given us a touch of faith. And each day when we open up the word of God, we gain something from it and we increase our faith. So with that, we're going to pray though and ask the Holy Spirit to move in a very special way that this podcast will reach out and do what the Holy Spirit wants it to do. Heavenly Father, you are our God. We thank you and give you praise for what you've done in our life. And now we come to you and ask for a guidance and direction in this teaching. We ask that you would release your Holy Spirit onto the scene, that the Holy Spirit would come in and take charge of this podcast. And for those who are listening in, I pray a very special blessing would come upon them, an anointing would come upon them to receive this message dealing with how to have greater faith and how to walk in faith. I believe it's designed to help each one of us have a stronger prayer life, to have more confidence, Lord, in you and in your word. And I believe you're going to use it to bless many people. I ask the Holy Spirit now to have complete, controlled, correct anything that I am thinking about talking about, change the direction that we go. I yield to you totally. Now bless this, I ask, and I'll give you the praise for it in advance. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, let's get started. The amazing thing about faith is to understand that it has no limits. You see, there's absolutely no limit to the faith that we can have. There's no limit to what God can do. There's no limit to what we can ask for. We don't get to a certain point and say, well, that's just going to be too difficult or too tough. No, absolutely that does not happen. Faith is without limits. The more we read about faith, it helps us to understand that we need to study faith even more. Now, in order to live or walk in faith, we're required to seek the answers to the questions we have about faith. Let's just not have questions about faith and not get the answer. Sometimes people will say, well, I don't understand this or I don't understand that. Well, let's get into understanding those things. Now, I said our faith because we should focus only on our faith and not be distracted by the lack of faith or great faith that we see in other people. Never measure your faith to the faith of anyone else. God created all of us as unique individuals. We don't think alike and we don't even look alike. So seek God through prayer and his word and find his purpose for the faith he wants us to operate in. You see, God has a level of faith that he wants to bring upon us and we've got to be open to that and seek him for guidance and direction to receive that faith. Now, our faith makes us who we are. Listen to that statement. Our faith makes us everything that we are. Our faith impacts everything that we think about. It affects our talk. It affects our language. It affects the things that we do in life. It affects us physically. It affects us spiritually, emotionally, and morally. So I'm going to break down those four. And let's look at these a little bit closer and see how faith affects our physical life, spiritual life, emotional, and the moral issues in life. First, we want to talk about the physical issues. Now, I'm not referring to how tall we are or how short we are. Faith affects us physically by the way we treat our bodies. I'm not saying we have to exercise four hours a day or eat tree bark to stay healthy. 
But by faith, we can manage what we eat and get some physical exercise at least a few days each week. So let's look at a scripture and see how faith helps us in our physical issues. I'm reading Proverbs chapter 3 and verses 7 and 8 in the New Living Translation. It says, Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Now, when we pray and ask the Lord to let us know how we should take care of ourselves or should we exercise more or should we go to a facility to to get exercise or should we go on special diets and all that good stuff it's all most of us just fine but it's it's very important that we don't allow our physical appearance to outweigh or be more important than our spiritual condition faith can affect us physically just by a lack of confidence or a lack of trust in god or issues that'll happen in our life where we become physically ill because of all the other issues or things or challenges that we face in our life. Another area that faith affects is our spirituality. Faith helps us in being more spiritual. And I don't mean that to sound holy or super spiritual, but our faith has an impact on our spirituality because faith is of the Spirit. In Romans chapter 8 and verses 5 through 7, we're going to look at faith and spirituality. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. It says here in verse 5, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile towards God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. Verse 8. Let's read verse 8. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. So we have to have faith to believe that we can move out of a sinful life or to move away from those things that are sinful or sinful actions that we have towards other people. So it's important to understand that faith is not only something that we can pray to get better physically or that we can pray that others will be touched in one way or another, but faith has an impact on our spiritual growth and how close we walk with God and how much we will actually believe and trust in our faith. Our faith affects our emotions. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 25 through 27 in the New Living Translation, I have a couple verses here I want to read to you and show you how our faith will help us emotionally. Verse 25 says this, Stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. So when we have emotional issues like anger or a lack of trust or we're upset with someone or maybe we have a problem with controlling how we talk and we maybe stretch the truth a little bit, those are emotional things that we need to control. And our faith will rise us above those things and we'll get rid of that stuff. In verse 31 here, it says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Faith will help us with our emotions. Believe it, receive it, and I hope that Ephesians chapter 4 was a blessing to you. 
Now I want to move on to the last area that faith affects us in our own body, mind, and spirit, and that is the area of morality. We've talked about how faith affects us physically, spiritually, emotionally. Now, morally, let's see what the Word of God has to say about that. We look to the book of Mark, chapter 7, verses 20 through 23 in the New Living Translation, and listen to this when it talks about how our faith can help us with the moral issues of life. And then he added, this is Jesus speaking, It is what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They are what defiles you. You see, by faith, we can take authority over all of that stuff and see it removed from our life. We can learn to walk in truth and hope and love. The Apostle Paul talks about, think on those things that are good and true and pure and right and godly. And that's what we need to do. And we can only do that by faith. You can't just say, well, I'm just going to stop that instantly. Well, that usually doesn't work. We need to operate in faith in order to get the moral issues that we're struggling with to be corrected in our life. Matter of fact, every one of these things require a walk of faith to to be physically fit, to have growth spiritually in our life, to live a solid life emotionally in control of our emotions and living a moral life. So those are things that I think are beneficial in how to build your faith. Now, faith is available from God if we just ask him. Let's look to a scripture that proves that. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verses 1 through 9. It's a lot of verses to read, but it's very important to read this because we're trying to get a handle on how to build our faith. And I think Peter wrote this and it's just so powerful to help us understand how to grow in faith. In verse number one, it says this in the New Living Translation. This letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to you who share the same precious faith we have. This faith was given to you because of the justice and fairness of Jesus Christ, our God and Savior. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Verse number three, by his divine power, God has given given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Verse 5, in view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their own sins. Wow, that is so powerful when it comes to understanding how God wants us to grow in our faith. He wants our faith to increase. And we can only increase our faith when we think of the right things, when we focus on the right things, and we're thankful for the right things. So with that, I hope that's been a blessing to you because I want you to understand that faith is available from God if we ask him for faith. Now, faith requires a desire 
to want more of the Holy Spirit. You know, have you ever gone to church and says, oh, Holy Spirit, just come in now and take over? You've probably noticed if you've been listening to my podcast that every single podcast, before I get into it, I ask the Holy Spirit to come in and to move and guide and direct this podcast. I don't want to just take off on my own. I want him to lead my thoughts, my comments, everything that I discuss. I want it to be led by him. And we should do that in our desire to build our faith. We need to understand that faith requires a desire that we must have in our heart to want more of the Holy Spirit. Now, I have a story of when I got saved. When I first received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, Sharon and I both, and my wife and I, we both received the Lord when we were 25 years of age. And as soon as we became Christians, we wanted to know more about God, about His Word, about the Holy Spirit, about this thing called faith. So we read through the Bible. I personally read through the Bible twice. Now, I did not understand it all. And it seemed like the more that I read, the more I wanted to read. That was the Holy Spirit drawing me to God's Word. My wife and I went to church on Sunday mornings and Sunday nights, and then on Wednesday nights, and then back on Saturday morning for soul winning. We spent time with other Christians. We shared our faith with other people. We prayed with our families to accept Jesus Christ, and they all did. The more we witnessed, the greater our faith became. The more we read the Word of God, the greater our faith became. The more Christians that we met with and were encouraged by, and we blessed them and they blessed us, our faith was growing and our faith was becoming more and more substantial. So I'm just giving you that personal example because if you think that you're just going to grow on your own spiritually, it won't happen. That you can get faith without reading God's Word, it won't happen. That you can gain faith and grow in your faith without praying or without attending the house of God and being with other Christians. It just won't happen. So I hope you take that to heart and realize that faith has a list of things that need to take place in our life in order to see it build and grow. After my wife and I had been in the church for a little while, the pastor came to me and said, you guys need to teach Bible classes to our young adults and to our children. Now you might say that we were new Christians and not qualified, but let me just kind of respond to that with something that my pastor told me. He says, God qualifies the call. We had a calling on our life to serve God, to reach out to other people, and to teach other people. My major in college was to be a high school history teacher, and I always wanted the opportunity to teach. Never thought it would be in the area of scriptures and Bible classes. You see, God qualifies the call. That means that if we have the call to teach or to do whatever it might be, God will send the Holy Spirit to anoint us and clarify the scriptures for us, and even find us help. He'll send people to us who'll teach us and help us to do the calling of God that's on our life. By the way, we learned a lot while we were teaching. I found that over my years of pastoring and being a Sunday school teacher, and then also teaching at community colleges for several years, it seemed like the more that I taught, the more that I learned. When I spent time teaching others, I was being taught. We discovered that the more we taught, the greater our faith and the greater our understanding of God's word became in our lives. So if you want greater faith, then you might want to start helping others to receive greater faith. There's something in the Bible that says if you want something, you need to give it away in order to get it back. If you want to have finances, you should give and it'll come back to you pressed down. The Bible says if you want friends, then you need to be friendly. The Bible tells us if we 
forsake ourselves in assembling with other Christians in church. We're going to be robbed of something in our walk with God. So in order to make friends, we need to go to church. In order to grow in our walk with God, we need to get the Word of God out. In order to grow in our faith, we need to read about faith and study faith and believe that God has a great plan for our life. And we can only do that through an increase in the faith that we currently have. Seeking faith will bring a new revelation of faith to all of us. Now, what that means is the closer we get to God, the greater our faith will be. And the closer we get to God, the closer he'll get to us. The Bible tells us about that. If we want to have more faith, I believe we need to then draw near to God. And when we draw near to God, the word of God tells us that he will draw near to us. I believe the closer we get to God, the greater our faith will be. We'll have a new revelation of faith when we draw closer to God. So let me read James chapter 4 verses, let's see, 7 and 8, maybe another verse after that, and see what it has to say. It says, so humble yourselves, verse 7, before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. And then he ends it off in such a positive statement. Verse 10, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift up you in honor. You see, God wants to bless us, but we've got to get rid of that stuff in our life. We want more faith in our life, so we'll have less of those other things in our life. When we are filled with faith, there won't be any room for immorality. When we're filled with faith, there won't be any room for judgment. There won't be room for greed. There won't be room for difficult emotions or difficult challenges in our life. The more faith we have will draw us closer to God. We'll want to spend more time with Him and His Word and more time in prayer. So, I believe seeking faith will bring a new revelation of faith. Seeking God will bring a new revelation of God. Now, here's another scripture that will bring a new revelation of faith. Jesus spoke to his disciples and said in John chapter 14 and verse 12. Let me read that to you. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Now, when he says that we can do greater works, what's he talking about there? This does not mean that we would be able to do greater things than what Jesus was able to do. That's not what he was talking about. What John 14 is telling us, that by faith, we will have opportunities to do what Jesus did. The greater works mean that we need opportunities and we'll have opportunities to travel to other places, even around the world. You see, Jesus was limited in his traveling. Some say he only traveled about 60 miles from where he grew up. But but we have the opportunity to travel. So the greater works that we're doing is that we'll have a greater opportunity to speak to more people. Today, for example, I went to breakfast with some businessmen and we had an opportunity to sit together and talk. And when the when it came about talking about things in our lives, I had to share with them with through my faith that God healed my body and that he cured me of incurable cancer. And he's done that three different times in my life. When diseases were going to take my life, I was able to share. Now, see, that's not a greater work than Jesus did, but I had an opportunity to share with people that Jesus didn't have the opportunity to speak with. So he said greater works will mean that we will then go out and reach others throughout the world and 
extend what he did and continue to do the works that he did. Let me give you another example of what Jesus was talking about here in, in Greater Works. Example would be Billy Graham. Now, he traveled around the world dozens of times. He spoke to over a billion people. Billy Graham had to experience a new revelation of faith to step out like he did. Think about that. He had a greater revelation of faith because he reached out to other people. Billy Graham wouldn't have been Billy Graham had it not been for new revelations of faith that he continued to have throughout his ministry. And now his son, Franklin Graham, has taken over as Billy Graham has gone to be with the Lord. He was nearly 100 years of age. And now that Franklin Graham is there, he's doing an amazing work and he's going to have the opportunity to travel as many miles, maybe even more miles than what his dad did. He may even speak to more people. That doesn't make him greater or better than his dad. But what it means is that he's been given the opportunity to live on as his dad has passed, and he'll be able to reach people because today you can have a television meeting or an internet meeting or a a stream take place or a Zoom meeting and reach and contact thousands of people. Let me give you this podcast as an opportunity to explain what I'm saying. I can't do greater works than what Jesus did, but I can have greater opportunities to meet more people and other ways to reach out. You see, I can have a Zoom meeting and that Zoom meeting goes out on the internet and that internet is exposing millions and millions of people every single day to hear the gospel being preached through Charisma Magazine and the Charisma Magazine network of their podcast network. And I'm a part of that. So I have a chance to do great works in that regard. I'm not lifting myself up. I'm not saying that I'm so important or super spiritual. All I'm saying is that we all have our sphere of influence. We have people that we can speak to that Jesus will never meet, but we can lead them to Jesus so they can have an encounter with him and see their lives changed. I hope that you're catching what I'm saying here because seeking faith will bring a new revelation of faith. It'll First of all, it'll show us that we have weaknesses in our faith. Every day I see an area in my own faith where there's a weakness that I can work on and can improve on and my trust in God. And I get that by reading the word of God or hearing other people speak or having opportunities to witness. When I witnessed to those four men today in that breakfast meeting, I was able to talk about the healing power of Jesus and give my testimony. And they were amazed, absolutely amazed at what God has done in my life. What a great opportunity that was. But through all of that, I had to lift up the name of Jesus, that God receives all the glory, that God God receives all the credit. As our faith increases, it's not us. It's all about God. It's about the Holy Spirit moving in our life. It's about Jesus who is the source and the perfecter of our faith. It's all about them. And as you're you're seeking greater faith and you want to grow in your walk with God and want to grow in your understanding of faith, always give God the glory. Always recognize that the source of our faith comes from Jesus. Always recognize that our faith will grow the more we read the Word of God. Always recognize that our faith will grow the more that we pray and the more that we reach out and pray for the needs not of ourselves, but for other people. So this is an exciting series that we're in, a series on faith. I hope that you're being blessed by it. I hope that you're receiving something from it today. You see, to have faith, we must believe that God is eager to answer more than we are sometimes even to ask. Think about that. 
God is more willing and more eager and more excited about answering our prayers than many times we are to even ask our prayers. That's why the Bible says, you have not because you ask not. And so therefore, we may not have the faith that we need because we're not asking for greater faith and walking in the direction of having greater faith. To have faith, it must be built on the word of God. We need to understand that God wants us to build our faith on him and his word And when we do that, we'll have an experience in faith that we never thought was possible. Let me close this meeting, this podcast, I should say, with a scripture found in James chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. If we want to have an increase in our faith, we need to learn how to understand the power of prayer. And James writes about that in James chapter 5 and verses 13 through 16. Let me read these to you in the New Living Translation. Are any of you suffering hardships? you should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15, such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Verse 16, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. You see, prayer is also so crucial to seeing our faith increase. There's a lot of folks who just don't pray these days. I did a survey once and asked people how often they prayed, and then I researched it and found out that across this world that Christians pray less than three minutes a day. And some Christians don't pray even three minutes a day. But many Christians pray three minutes, and that includes all of their meals. And so that's maybe half of that prayer time and just praying and thanking God for their meal. But we need to learn how to pray, and we need to believe that prayer does things, that prayer is the answer, and that if we want an increase in our faith, we need to pray and seek God for that answer. So I hope that that will bless you, and I pray that you'll receive a greater gift of faith and increase your faith in all that you do. In future podcasts, you know, we're going to talk more about what faith is. So let me give you a couple examples of some of the topics that we'll probably be having. I'm going to talk about why must faith take action? Because quite frankly, there's a scripture in there that says faith without works is dead. I'm going to talk about faith says no turning back. There's no turning back when you have great faith. Faith says that as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. That'll be another podcast. I want to do one on faith is never quitting. And another one on faith is peace and joy and goodness. And the fruit of the Spirit will come in your life. So I hope, once again, that this has been a blessing to you. So I'm going to close this by praying for you and asking the Lord to give you that faith that you desire. Father, I pray that those who are listening in would receive a double portion, Lord, of your blessing, that they would walk in faith and power, that their prayer life would increase and therefore their faith will increase, that their reading of your word will increase, therefore their faith will increase. And I pray, Lord, that they'll not fear about praying for others. They'll have the faith to believe and to trust you, God, that you are able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond anything that we can imagine or even think about, Father, according to the power that lives in us. I pray that would blessing would fall upon them and they would be blessed and receive greater faith than they ever thought was possible. And I'll thank you for that in advance and give you the glory and the praise for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
Well, I want to thank you for listening in. And if you'd like to know, learn more about quality Christian living, I'd encourage you to go to my webpage found at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you pull up that webpage, you'll see a reference there to a number of books that I've written. I won't go into those today, but I've written books on faith and finances and prosperity and things I think they'll be a blessing to you. In addition to that, on my webpage, when you see that page come up, you'll see a reference there to the link we have to go to all the podcasts that we've done. Now, this is number 191 in a little over a year and a half. And in that time, we've we've sure handled a lot of topics. I was looking through my outlines the other day and noticing we've talked about the gifts of the Spirit and how to walk and live in the Spirit and how to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. I've talked about how to get out of debt and how to live in prosperity, both spiritual and physical and financial prosperity. We've talked about miracles and have faith for miracles, just a plethora of topics that I hope will be a blessing to you and I hope that you'll you'll take a look at those and listen to some of the other podcasts that we've done on Quality Christian Living on the Charisma Network. If you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, the next podcast will continue to be on the topic of faith. Now, I've read a lot of potential topics coming up, so I'm not going to announce right now what next podcast will be, what the title will be, but I can assure you that it will be a lesson on greater faith. We're going to continue to talk about that because I believe that's a need that the church has and it's a need that all of us need to have in our walk with God. So I hope that you'll let your friends and family and neighbors know that you're listening to a podcast that's dealing with the subject of faith and having greater faith and understanding what faith really is all about. So I just thank you once again for listening in for tuning in to this podcast today because I know that you've been a blessing to be here and I hope you were blessed by listening to this podcast today. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you and may your faith increase as you seek faith. It will bring a new revelation of faith in your life. Once again, thank you for listening to Quality Christian Living.